Welcome to Keep Talking Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Tummelson, and in this podcast, we talk about all things that I am an expert in or have an interest in, such as language learning, health and fitness, global and societal issues, or whatever I feel like talking about on that particular day. All right, enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, today I have three fitness tips that might surprise you or that you weren't exactly expecting to hear or that you probably wouldn't hear from a lot of the quote-unquote fitness influencers or just, you know, the fitness experts, so to speak, that you follow, particularly on social media. And, um, you know, before I go into the the why behind this and the common theme around each one of these tips, I'm just going to say that my mom would be proud. <laughs> so if she's listening to this, it, it's an inside joke. But um, all right, let's get into this. Okay, so the first major tip, and this has been a, a huge, huge um, tip <laughs> of importance for me over the past two or three years is to moderate the intensity and total time of your exercise, okay? Because me as a fitness trainer and as someone who's been a fitness enthusiast for many years, um, especially now that I work with people on a regular basis on their fitness, I see, so I put people into two categories, okay? Category one, or two categories of people who need help with fitness. Category one is people who just, you know, essentially need help getting off the couch. They just don't like fitness, they don't want to do it, um, and have never really gotten that into it and it's not a part of their life and they need help making it a part of their lifestyle because they're not doing hardly any activity, exercise, or movement, okay? Then there's category two, and I actually work a lot more with people from category two and um, it probably makes more sense because it was the category that I was in for probably 10 or 12 years, is the people who are doing a lot, oftentimes too much, and not getting the result that they want. And if you're one of those people, you know, you might be someone who you're going to the gym, you know, five times a week or every day. You're working out for an hour, more than an hour. Uh, you know, you're sweating. You're feeling tired. You're feeling sore. You feel like you're really working hard, but you're not really getting that great of a result. Whether it's you're not building as much muscle as you wanted to. Uh, you're not able to burn some stubborn body fat that you wish you could. Uh, or you're just not feeling that good. You're not that strong. You're not as athletic as you'd like to be. And you're wondering why. There are tons of people in this category. And this category two, as I call it, has become kind of a big mission for me trying to reach these people because I'm someone who, you know, I became an exercise enthusiast probably late in high school, you know, uh, probably 17, 18 years old is when I really started working out a lot. And um, I did it throughout my 20s, you know, in different ways. And, um, you know, I, I was never, I never had a problem, you know, an overweight issue, but I always struggled to build muscle. And um, for me, I finally figured out at age 32, roughly, that the problem is, one of the problems is that I was simply working out, I was overtraining. You know, overtraining is a, is a tricky term and how to define, you know, scientifically, but I was overtraining, I was doing too much, I wasn't giving my body enough time to recover or the right type of food as fuel, and so I just wasn't really progressing much. And I also had some um, probably hormonal issues, probably low testosterone, just wasn't that healthy overall. Um, I had digestive issues, which you, we can make the argument that overtraining can lead to that as well. Like, I wasn't the healthiest person. I was a fitness enthusiast, but I, I would say that I'm much more healthy now, and I look better. You know, I put on 20 pounds of muscle over the last two and a half years, basically, and now I'm 34 years old. Um, I put on a lot more muscle. Um, I feel better in general. I have much less gastrointestinal issues. Um, everything's better. You know, uh, I look better. I feel better. I would argue that I'm healthier. I don't do that much like 
lab testing because I live, you know, in the United States and it costs a lot of money to do these things, even if you have health insurance. But uh, the point is, I believe I'm healthier and definitely fitter than I've ever been. And um, I was one of those people who was just always, I was training so hard when I was in my 20s, late 20s in particular, you know, doing, let's say, an hour of weightlifting and then 30 minutes of cardio, you know, and I was doing, for a while, I was doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which is great. I mean, it's a great workout. It's a great thing to do. You know, it's great to learn self-defense. It's a great environment for a lot of reasons. But when you're doing that on top of weight training, on top of running, you're just, you're doing too much. You're doing too much and then ultimately not sleeping enough. And it's, it's inhibiting your gains. And we could argue that it even inhibits your fat loss if you're someone who's trying to burn body fat just because you get to a point where well, see, part of it is just a human behavior thing. You know, when you have habits like this where you're, you're going so hard, it can lead more to things like going on and off. It can lead to binge eating, et cetera. Um, and then, you know, we can also argue that people who are doing excess cardio, excess, uh, you know, just excess exercise in general, it can actually be bad for your metabolism in different ways. I mean, the meta- metabolism is a tricky thing. Um, but let me put it to you this way. Like right now at 34 years old, I do probably, you know, 60 to 70% as much total time of exercise as I did in throughout my 20s. Like now I average about 45 minutes of exercise per day. And this is including like everything, you know. I mean, now I am an active person who, you know, stands a decent amount. I walk a decent amount. Um, but I don't do as much total exercise time as I used to. I probably used to exercise between an hour and an hour and a half every day, whereas nowadays I would say it's about 45 minutes per day. Now, it's good exercise. It's exercise that targets strength training and muscle building for the most part, less cardio overall. I would argue that for most people, cardio, it definitely doesn't need to be a super time-consuming thing. In my case, I do, you would probably say, one to two cardio sessions per week. Um, well, not even going to get into the details too much of that. But the point is, is you, if you're someone who falls into what I call this category two, where you're doing a lot of exercise and you're not getting the result you want, I would consider shortening both the total time and the, the amount you sweat and the amount of soreness that you get after each exercise. Even I would argue the intensity. Now, some people use the term intensity to mean different things. I exercise in an intense way in terms of I'm lifting heavy weights, particularly on the major compound exercises, the squat, the overhead press, the bench press, the barbell row, things, you know, these, these major exercises. But I rest for a long time in between my sets. Oftentimes I rest around two minutes in between sets. For most people, this is something that's like unheard of. You're like, what? I just go, I circuit train all day and I sweat to the death in there, <laughs> right? Um, but I have found that when you change from this kind of go, 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 you know, beat yourself to death, push-ups, burpees, uh, you know, all this kind of CrossFit slash, um, you know, circuit training, whatever stuff, into a more just pure strength training routine, um, it works much better to build more muscle. Um, keeping fat off is definitely easy because when you build more muscle, your metabolism is speeding up and it's easier to naturally keep fat off um, and just feel better overall as well. So this is the first big tip as I will give is, well, number one, it's exercise in moderation. And this moderation is the word that my mother would be proud of because she always used to say, it's all about moderation, okay? Um, and I have to agree with her in this case. Sometimes I tell her sometimes, I'm like, I, I don't believe in moderation in all aspects of life, but I have found that moderation and exercise has helped me a lot. So look into that if you're working out really hard and you're not getting the result that you want, okay? Now, 
The second tip also involves moderation, and this is moderation with diet and with macronutrients, okay? Because a lot of people that I say, see get into fitness, these are often the same category to people that are getting really into it. They are, and, and I've fallen into this category as well. See, a lot of the reason that I say these things is because I've been all of these things a little bit before is you start learning about how to get the body you want, how to build more muscle, or how to burn fat, and whatever. Lean and mean, you know, chiseled, 10% body fat or less for guys, you know, under 20% body fat for girls, you know, looking muscular, whatever, beach body, Instagram body, right? And you get into this and you learn about macronutrients, proteins, fats, and carbs, how many calories you need. You learn about meal prepping, meal planning. You get yourself dialed, right? You know exactly what you, you need to, to hit your goals. Now, for the most part, I don't really recommend doing things that way for the long term, tracking macros, okay? Tracking macros is what we call it, where you, you know, th there are different ways to track macros, but it's essentially when you know each day exactly what's going into your body in terms of how many grams of protein, how many grams of fats and carbs, and how many total calories, okay? Now, to do this requires some work, obviously. You have to learn about macronutrients. You have to learn also about um, uh, well, it, it, it takes some work and some math, okay? And there's multiple different ways to do it. There's apps that can help you. It is a valuable thing, okay? It's a valuable thing from a learning perspective. It's a valuable thing um, from a, if, if you really are looking to get as jacked and as lean as possible, yes, you're probably going to need this at some point. Uh, but I don't think it's a good long-term thing to do for your overall health and fitness for most of us. Now, if you're going to compete in bodybuilding competitions, which is also not good for your long-term health, but if you're going to compete in bodybuilding competitions, yes, you're going to have to do this. Okay, And like I said, I think for short periods and for maybe a short period of one to three months as a learning experience for a lot of people, I would recommend this, okay? And this is what I started doing in, in 2021 when I really got into how to build a better body. Um, and, it, and it worked, you know, it helps. And, I, and I've had periods, I would say over the last two to two and a half years, I've had probably maybe six months of it total. I have tracked macros pretty strictly where I know like almost exactly how many grams of protein, carbs, and fats, and then how many total calories I'm eating. But then I'll take other times where I'm like, okay, now I'm going to eat more intuitively, and I maybe know how many grams of protein I'm getting every day, etc. Um, but I'm not going to be super strict. And why? The reason is because we want to be able to live life a little bit. You don't want to be that person who has to go to a family reunion or you know to go to some friends gathering and bring your food and Tupperware all day. Like you don't want to have to measure things when you're out at places or ask the waiter at the restaurant, "Hey, how many calories and grams of protein and whatever?" And, this? and like <laughs> waiter's like, "I have no <laughs> clue. Just eat the food." I mean. Um, so there, like there's a balance to all of this and you have to find what like if, if you want to do this if you want to be someone who's tracking your you know your macronutrients for example to build a body you have to figure out how much you want to do it okay do you want to let's say all right let's say maybe I am going to do it five days a week right Monday through Friday all right I'm, I control all my meals you know I eat either at home or at the office I prep my meals whatever then maybe Saturday and Sunday I let loose doesn't mean I binge eat but I'm like all right whatever I just eat I go out and hang out with people whatever I just eat whatever you know that could be the way you do it or you might say like every day okay well for breakfast and lunch for example I track exactly my macronutrients I prep my meals but then dinner you know when I'm with my 
family, you know, not in my case, I don't have a family right now, but like, you know, if you, you're with your family or you're with your significant other, whoever, then you say, okay, well, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to track for dinner, right? I'm just going to eat and enjoy, right? You know, you, you figure out what works for you. Like I said, maybe it's a couple weeks on and then a week off where you just eat whatever, you know, but, but you figure out what works for you and do it in, in a way that doesn't promote like total binging or total, um, 100% on and then 100% off the rails, right? Because we don't like we don't want to set ourselves up for addictive behaviors. See, most of fitness is psychological in the sense of we have to find something that works for us psychologically. Because number one, like the biggest benefit of fitness, I would argue a lot of times is the psychological, the mental health benefits. Okay. So we have to figure out something that works for us um, uh, and gets us in the right mental state as often as possible and then is also sustainable long term. Okay, these are two huge keys. Or was that one huge key? I don't know. You get my point, all right? It's, it's very important that you set something up that is sustainable for you in the long term psychologically. Okay, and we don't want to be doing this, oh, I have to be so strict. We, we don't want to make like fitness and diet something that um, that we feel like is, is just like work every day and we just hate it and we're like, oh, I just, I, I just don't like doing this, but I have to do it because this is the only way to build a body. Like, mm, you're not going to last that long if you're doing it that way, you know, and if you do last that long, well, you're probably going to just hate life for the most part. <laughs> anyway, and so, um, and, and the other thing with diet, the, the, the thing like just in terms of moderation with the diet is in terms of like the types of foods or the type of diet you have, there's a lot of different ways you could go about this, okay? Because you'll see influencers, and this is a big problem in our space actually, is you'll see influencers that are knowledgeable and popular that will like totally contradict each other when uh, there's truth in both of their messages. You know, classic example is like the vegans, you know, the vegans versus the carnivores or, you know, whatever, the more plant-based versus carnivores or, uh, you know, all this stuff. Because like they're in both arguments, and depending on the person they're talking to, there is value to what they're saying. What I want you to understand about, about diets overall is that it's definitely not one size fits all. Everyone's digestive system, everyone's gut microbiome is different. The foods available to everyone are different individually. Um, it is absolutely not a one size fits all thing. And, um, you know, well, one common thing is just, yeah, if you focus on mostly whole natural foods, you avoid super highly processed foods, you avoid a lot of sugars, artificial stuff like that, you're probably going to do all right. Um, but uh, really, like, when it comes to diet, one thing that I've learned, too, is just don't get too caught up saying, you know, like, you know, I have to eat this certain way or I totally can't eat these foods. Because once again, that's what kind of leads to like the, the almost like addictive behaviors. Like I'm totally on or I'm totally off the rails. And that's not really a good way to live life. It leads to binging and, and bad behaviors. Sure, if you have like an absolute allergy to a certain food or you know that it's terrible for you and you don't like the taste, well, then, okay, yeah, well, then don't have it, right? Um, but like if you, you know, like a bowl of ice cream every now and then, the bowl of ice cream is not going to kill you. You know what I mean? Um, and, um, yeah, so I, I could talk about alcohol, but I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to avoid talking about alcohol in this episode. Maybe come back more on that later. And the, the third big thing, by the way, these are all, these are the three pillars. These are the three big rocks. Okay. It's, it's in inverse order of what I'm saying them, but it's movement, AKA exercise, nutrition, and sleep. I actually put sleep more important. Uh, yeah, I put sleep first and then nutrition and then movement as the most important things for our overall health and fitness. Now, I'm talking about just sleep and lifestyle third here. I also want to say that the, the tip is to, to 
to try hard to get good quality sleep and have a good quality lifestyle, but also do it in moderation. What does that mean? So I've been that person from time to time over the past five years who is who's very strict. I would argue too strict with like a sleep schedule. Because yes, theoretically, okay, maybe the healthiest way to live life would be to go to bed at nine and wake up at five every day and sleep your beautiful eight hours, you know, and have a nice cool dark room and use your blue light blocking glasses before you go to bed, reading a nice book, all electronics shut off an hour before you go to bed, wake up without an alarm, have a nice little morning meditation, you know, up to the point where you just, you off yourself at age 35 because you can't handle it anymore. You know what I mean? Like we don't, we don't want to live like that. There's literally a joke. I think it was, I think they say 30 in the joke. They're like, yep, John, we'll call him John. Yep, John was perfectly healthy. He did everything right. He ate right. He did perfect exercise. He never drank alcohol. He never went out and partied. He went to bed early every night. Uh, he liked to read lots of books. He didn't play video games. Um, he, you know, didn't go out and uh, drinking and looking for, you know, sex and women or whatever. And he was perfectly healthy up until the point where he killed himself at age 30. <laughs> like, I think that's the joke. And, and this is real because I will say that um, as someone who I, I have teetered, I have bordered on this at, at points over the last five years of being, I would say, too strict with daily routines, whether it's a sleep schedule or just a daily lifestyle routine. If you're too strict, number one, nobody wants to hang out with you. And I found this out the hard way. And number two, it's, it's, it's worse for your health overall. The main reason is because people and our relationships with people are arguably more important than any of this stuff as it relates to our overall health and longevity. And so, <clears throat> and there are times when you have to put your relationship with another person. You know, you don't have to do this all the time. Like, sure, if you're looking for, you know, a partner, a soulmate, which soulmates probably don't exist, but if you're looking for a significant other, and you like to go to bed on average at 9 or 10 p.m. and your significant other likes to, you know, stay up doing jello shots till 4 in the morning, even on the weekdays, yeah, it's probably not going to work out. Like, that might not be the best partner thing. But, like, I've learned the hard way that in a relationship, like, you know, if your partner is on the weekend, you know, wants to hang out and wants you to come hang out with them at some group event that's going to be till 11 or midnight or whatever, just go do it. Like, just <laughs> just do it for the most part. You know, maybe you'll sleep in either an extra hour the next day or you'll just get less sleep and have an extra coffee the next day. Like, this is not a perfect world. And this is one thing that I've learned the hard way is that to to preserve good relationships with people, sometimes we got to just come out of our little perfect routine and it's funny because i know that there are people if, if i had a couple people who i'm not really friends with them anymore but if they could listen to this one guy in particular if he would listen to this he would be like see i told you so and i guess yeah he, he, he was right from that standpoint but um anyway you know we live and we learn so um yeah obviously you know as you know if you listen to this podcast you know that for the most part i do like maintain a fairly like not strict but like a good sleep schedule a good lifestyle and then do pretty well with my fitness and nutrition but like those are the three tips is do everything pretty well but also do it in moderation don't be so strict on yourself to the point where you cause overtraining, where you cause addictive behaviors that lead to like binge eating or you know just binging stuff in general and to the point where you could lose relationships because of how strict and hardcore you are all right those are the three tips that you're not hearing from a lot of fitness influencers and quote-unquote experts moderation in all areas people all right we'll talk again soon love y'all peace